0: On 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and joining me via the wonders of Zoom is the Asia Health Director of Opportunity International. He joins us now, Mark Daniels. G'day, Mark. How are you doing, Clayton? Good to be with you you and your team. It's fantastic to have you here as well. Um, you're going to talk to us specifically about uh, some of uh, what is happening on the ground for those in India. We've been hearing a lot about that in the news, but before we, we get to that at the moment, uh, maybe quickly tell us a little bit about what is Opportunity International? I know it sort of goes by normally just sort of opportunity. So uh, take us through what Opportunity is.
1: Yeah, look, uh, we're, we're a global microfinance specialist, uh, uh, not-for-profit organization. We uh, partner with indigenous uh, local organizations in, in the field um, and microfinance is really uh, micro credit, which is basically small loans to mainly women, 98% of our clients are women. It's also micro savings. Savings are incredibly important for the poor. It also involves uh, micro insurance and also money transfers uh, to those living in poverty. Um, you know, Financial services enabled those at the bottom of the pyramid to increase and diversify incomes, um, build human social and economic assets and improve their lives in ways that reflect the multi-dimensional aspects of poverty.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, evidence shows that the poor will invest in a wide range of assets. That could be better nutrition, better health, access to schooling, a roof on their on their home or, um, or an expansion of a small business.
0: Yeah. And, and look, I know I've read a, a number of reports as well that show um, if you have Uh, women who can invest as well they tend to make better choices around the community uh, too which is wonderful to hear that that's the what sort of what's happening for for you around uh, through the work of opportunity help somebody perhaps who's never heard of it and that's the first time they've ever heard of microfinancing and those various other micros you talked about Um, okay it's getting small amounts of money to those who are perhaps the poorest of the poor around our world who, who desperately need that support how does it actually work someone here in australia is um, saying, "All right, I'm willing to to put up a bit of money that gets passed through. How does it go from me giving, and then you know, opportunity can do something? Explain that for for somebody."
1: Yeah. Look. Um, so, look, we're uh, as I said, a charity organisation. We will send that money to the field to our microfinance institutions, and that money will end up in the loan portfolio uh, of that entity, and so that money will be lent. As I said, mainly to women. Um, we usually use what we what we call group lending methodology. And so you have up to 30 women gathered together on a weekly basis that will um, be involved in the financial tractions, transactions. So they'll get a loan, they'll come back a week later, they'll make a, a repayment. Um, but as we also use that hour a week. Um, because we have the, the women captive to do training in, in business entrepreneurship skills, et cetera. So um, yeah, it, it's, we, we say that we're the only charity that actually gives nothing away because the money is, you know, the women borrow the money, they re- repay it with interest and it ends up in the loan portfolio and that recycles. So um, yeah. it's a sustainable approach to poverty alleviation.
0: Yeah. And this is really important too, isn't it? Because we perhaps, uh, for those who are also unfamiliar, we've heard a lot and understand a lot about charity. I, I'm going to give this and somebody in some other part of the world gets a bag of rice or they get a helping hand and their kids can go to school or whatever else it might be. But with this part, the, the difference is that the person is paying it back. Um, and with that comes not only a responsibility that perhaps is different, but also a sense of incredible worth too, right? Like These, these are aspects around what microfinancing is that, Adds even more value to to what it is. Am I I'm correct in saying that, right? Yeah, it definitely gives
1: you know women dignity. Uh, it empowers the women. Um, I mean, uh, Muhammad Yunus, who was the founder of the Grameen Bank in Bangladesh, and I love what he says. He says charity is no solution to poverty. Charity only perpetuates poverty by taking the initiative away from the poor. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, for some of our clients. Um, you know, it might be as simple as going from one meal a day to three meals a day. For other of our clients, uh, I remember a client in Indonesia, she's now on a ninth loan cycle. Uh, she started a pottery business. She's now employing 100 people and exporting. So wow. she has literally transformed a community because when you visit that village, there's a community health facility, there's a school, it's thriving. And so... You know, the asset test test is, are we transforming communities? Because at the end of the day, microfinance is one tool in the poverty alleviation program. It's not the only tool.
0: Um, but, yeah, certainly very powerful. Yeah. And, and just the final part on this, and we are going to talk about then the income and the flow-on effect that it's having, especially in India at the moment. Um, in terms of uh, how I actually get that loan in the first place i'm assuming it's not just anyone who wanders in here's some money and away you go you, you have to go through a process of sorts i'm i'm guessing it's maybe not full streams of business plans that have to be presented but there's probably somewhere in the middle between that how does that work yeah look it's
1: uh, it's basically we're lending um mainly to poor women entre- entrepreneurial poor um and so uh, they are generally uncollateralized loans um so they're micro micro loans and the average loan size um, is say about 300 US um, dollars. Typically there's no business plan involved. What I generally find is the women are very, very street smart and they know what will work in the community. And so um, yeah, it's, it's inspiring to see their ideas, their creativity, um, how they, you know, access larger markets, etc. cetera. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a, very powerful and yeah, incredibly rewarding when you kind of uh, look at a woman, um, you know, in poverty and she turns around and says, I can now make it on my own. Um, mm. And so we're really about providing economic choices for the poor, for them to create their own pathways out of poverty.
0: Yeah, it's just wonderful. Um, In terms of how someone gets involved, is it that I give a gift here in Australia and then um, I you said it's a loan, do I get that money back in the end or am I giving a gift and then, it, as you said, it sort of stays with the group there? Yeah, it's, it stays with the group. We're a charity, as I said. We will
1: uh, either decide to, depending on the regulatory environment in country, to either uh, play at various levels of the, of the capital stack, so to speak.
0: In some cases,
1: we may take an equity position in an institution. We might provide uh, a, a loan... Uh, loan or debt to that particular organization or we might grant that money uh to the organization as well and in in many cases they can go and leverage local commercial borrowing in country so if you give a dollar here we might be able to leverage it four times in the
0: field so um yeah it's it's Good bang to your buck. Absolutely. Now, we're going to give all the details out at the end as well, but let's do it quickly now because maybe we've inspired somebody to get involved. If someone wants to give to Opportunity, what do they need to do? They can just go to our website, uh, www.opportunity.org, and uh, you'll be able to donate online. Fantastic stuff. Um, Now, we we did say that you're the uh, Asia Health Director, and obviously at the moment India is uh, such a key focus around the world. We know that the COVID crisis is huge at the moment there. We know that it is, um, you know, just each and every day getting more and more out of control. Um, How are you seeing the difference uh, at the moment? And I suppose, what are some of the reports that you're hearing through from uh, those who are actually involved in opportunity? Because I think you've got almost somewhere around like 6 million loans in India at the moment. Is that correct? Yeah, about about 6 million active clients, uh, Clayton. But yeah,
1: it's a terrible situation. On the ground um, you know poverty is an experience that moves households from coping with one risk after another and so this is just another example um, the impact on the poor but you know we've all seen the news from India you know the devastation that the human misery is before our eyes um, you know hospital beds are unavailable doctors and medical staff you know they're at breaking point to be honest um, you know, and people are dying in hospital corridors, on roads and in their homes. Um, you know, it's terribly distressing. And, you know, oxygen is the new currency in India as well. Uh, before COVID, oxygen c- cylinders used to sell for $10. They're now, they're now going for over $1,000. So, you know, there's a hidden market for c- You know, oxygen cylinders mm. uh, in the market, but there's, you know, other markets as well. Um, you know, we're hearing, you know, even stories of, You know, someone paying a bride to sneak a last look at your loved one, uh, bagged and stacked in a in a hospital mortuary. Um, You know, a surcharge for a priest who agrees to say final prayers. Um, You can just imagine if you're a poor, you know, poor woman and you're you've come down with COVID. um, You might need to sell your land, your home to even pay the deposit to get into a private hospital. Um, And that could set your family back a couple of generations. Um, So, you know, we know, you know, a woman's health is her, I always say it's her main asset for, you know, her family and and herself. Um, And so health is absolutely important. So, um, you know, we're we're seeing, you know, I I read a report that about 230 million Indians have been pushed into poverty amid COVID-19, um, you know, rural poverty's increased by 15%, urban poverty by 20%, and the poorest 20 house, 20% twenty of households have lost their en- entire incomes. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's quite tragic what's, what's taking place on the ground.
0: Yeah. Mark Daniels is my guest. He is the Asia Health Director at Opportunity International. We're going to be back in just a moment uh, to talk about What are some of the opportunities that Opportunity are looking at in the midst of all of what is occurring in India uh, for those that they can serve um, through their various functions that they are about? So we're going to come back and talk more about that in just a moment here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light. You're in conversation with Clayton and the uh, Asia Health Director of Opportunity International, Mark Daniels, is with us. Mark, we've... Heard a lot already around um, how you you do your various aspects of microfinancing and microinsurance and a whole lot of other micros that we talked about uh, and almost have 6 million clients in India who are are taking up the services of opportunity and meaning that they can actually, you know, provide maybe the education or the employment for their family or the food or whatever else it might be. Um, It's quite a remarkable thing that you are doing. We talked also a bit about the crisis in India with COVID-19. Uh, What are, for, you know, deliberately bad pun, what are some of the opportunities that Opportunity is actually seeing that they can help better because of the COVID-19 crisis?
1: Yeah, look, um, Opportunity's uh, COVID-19 response strategy is really to work with uh, community-based microfinance partners uh, to provide emergency relief to the last mile of vulnerable communities where, you know, essential health services, you know, have been devastated, uh, decimated. Um, so what we, we have a, a, a an approach um, where we're, you know, to, pre- to prevent infection in vulnerable pop- populations at risk, we're really tackling, you know, rampant misinformation uh, through SMS, WhatsApp, comics, posters, voice messages, and in, in-person meetings where possible. So, Um, You know, a lot of our clients are illiterate, so comics actually work well in explaining COVID uh, to our uh, client base. You know, for those that have uh, mild symptoms or exposure to COVID-19, we're distributing uh, food ration kits uh, and medicine so they can isolate safety safely. Uh, You know, for many of our clients, stay at home actually means starve at home, you know, Mm. which is just not, not feasible. So... Um, you know, also to manage COVID 19 cases and mental health, uh, which is a major problem. We're providing remote care through telemedicine um, via helplines and a mobile app um, for, our, for our client base. Um, we're also using our uh, microfinance branch infrastructure network uh, to open up uh, the branch spare rooms in the offices, basically, um, you know, to to operate basic care beds and oxygen, and where needed provide, you know, temporary ambulance services. Um, Also, interestingly, the government have been approaching our microfinance partners uh, to do uh, mass vaccinations to improve immunity. So we're collaborating with local governments uh, to organise, you know, vaccination camps and you know, because we have that trusted relationship with our clients, it's, it's a good way to get people immunised. So I think we're running about 500 vaccination camps with about 500,000 people uh, being impacted. So lots, you know, there's, there's no end of need. As you yeah. Know,
0: yeah, well, I mean, that's just remarkable that, that you're even able to just uh, logistically uh, start focusing on some of those, let alone all of what that is occurring. We we also know this is going to be something that, you know, here in Australia, we went into lockdowns and certainly here in, you know, Victoria, we understood the lockdowns and those sorts of things. But um, that that allowed us to have a break, um, you know, a breaking point that, that changed what it meant for COVID. In places like India, that's just never going to be possible. As you said, you know, it, it just won't actually work. It would just mean people would starve. So uh, this does seem to be, something that will be ongoing. Um, have you guys an Opportunity started thinking of, well, h- how do we plan more long-term in this world? And, and what sort of challenges have you you realised you face in that regard? Yeah,
1: look, lockdown is just, bit, you know, not possible in many areas of India. Um, but, look, um, but, you know, to, sh- to share with your listeners about something a little bit more positive, ask, you know, In the post-pandemic world, the world's poor will need the services of microfinance more than ever, basically. So we will see a a surge in demand for credit to help people re-establish. And and just to differentiate this disaster from, say, other natural disasters like a typhoon, flood, a drought, et cetera, the, the people will still have you know, you know, their premises and tools haven't been damaged. Uh, farmland will still be fertile, you know, and in some cases, their inventory will be preserved. So this means businesses will, you know, on the supply side, can restart after lockdown. Um, so, it, you know, the best news is that people retain their know-how and it, it's, it's that fight for their families and that resilience of the poor basically that the microfinance institutions will bank on to actually lend further money post-covid so you know we know obviously there's a liquidity crunch at the moment both for our microfinance institutions but all for our, but also for our client base but um you know the, the clients will be looking to us to re-establish their lives uh, post-covid
0: yeah
1: and uh- I always say poverty is a distribution problem. And so because we have, you know, a network of an infrastructure reaching 6 million clients, we can add other uh, poverty alleviation um, on top of the microfinance uh, platform.
0: Yeah. Uh, Look, Mark, I know that there's absolutely no wonder that you've been uh, working with Opportunity for more than, you know, 20 years. (laughs) Uh, the, The work is remarkable. Um, and it has been just wonderful to share the work that has happened. I just want to give out that website once again. um, Opportunity.org is the website, Opportunity.org. You can head there and you can be a part of actually making a difference that is occurring over in India through the work of Opportunity. Mark, uh, Asia Health Director of Opportunity International, we thank you so much for your time again today. Uh, Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Clayton. Pleasure. Mark Daniels, my guest here on 89.9 The line.